I've got Simon Bexon in the studio. And if you don't know who Simon Bexon is, sit down, pull up a chair. Let's get to know this man that is riding in the Pan Mass Challenge solo 200 miles. Crazy. This, this is incredible. Like, why? Why? What's your why? Well, if you ask my wife, she'd tell you because I'm an egotistical, crazy person <laughs> that just has to do yes. things that people, other I, people are saying you're crazy. I said I was going to do it. I'm doing it. And, and yeah, and so um, I started riding about nine years ago. Uh, my daughter got diagnosed with diabetes. Mm -hmm. So I started out doing a lot of fundraising for uh, diabetes research. Right. And then a uh, friend of mine got uh, diagnosed with cancer. My wife got diagnosed with cancer, went through a bit of that. My dad got diagnosed. It seemed like the whole avalanche of stuff as you get next to Next day. Yeah, next yeah. day. I, you know, it's, you get to an age where this stuff starts happening, becomes yep. real. Yep. You know, when you're young and, and, and somebody gets diagnosed with cancer, you think, oh, they're old. And then you're that age and you're like, oh, this isn't so old. So, um, you know, from the physical challenge of it, I, I'd, I've done 1,100 mile rides before trained, but I'd never got up the next day and done another one. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly that, it. That's the part that is a little nerve wracking. You're going to do 110 miles day one, 115, depending if I get lost and then... Um, uh, and then get up the next day and uh, and do it again. Yeah, that, that's the part. The weather looks good. Yeah, um, I was dreading the third part. The dreading is you're going up P Town, you're going up past Truro, and you've got a northerly wind. You know, and I'm like, ugh. You Explain know. that to people. I'm not a bike rider, so I don't know what that means. Well, like, okay. to me, I'm like, okay, so you got to pedal a little harder. Like, what does that well, mean? What it means is, and that's the tail end of your journey, right? So, so you, the biggest things, you know, the things anybody who does any kind of athletic endeavor, marathons, whatever, you know, there's things you can control. You can train, you can control, but what you can't control is the day of weather. Right. I did a 100-mile race once where it was 35 degrees with 20-mile-an-hour winds, so the wind chill was 25. That was miserable. Yeah, that sounds not fun. It was not fun. Although I do my best work in the cold, yeah, so that, that was that's not... a little much. And so at the Cape, as all of your listeners probably know, the big, it's not very hilly. No. You know, once you get past the, the service road, you go past Sandwich Hollows, places like that, which have got some hills. They're fun. They're like bumps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not, they're not wicked. Um, uh, you get onto a relatively flat part, but the one thing at the Cape you can't control is the wind. Right. And if you're by the ocean and the wind is coming at you, 20 miles an hour. It's like going uphill for 30 miles. Yeah. So I was looking at the wind. I'm like, please, Ugh. no northerly wind, no northerly wind. And, and uh, because that last part of the Cape, straight north. Yeah. Um, so You're it getting good. it from any direction, though. Yes. That's like three directions. What is it coming at me? And it's supposed to be southwest. So that's good. But that's boring for a lot of people. But that's the only thing yeah. that, that, you know, when you, you can't control that. So but my, my whole journey is... Um, if you got, I mean, I'll tell you why I started writing. My wife, my daughter got uh, diagnosed with diabetes, and I was I joined a board of a charity. Fundraising is everything, and uh, the normal fundraising I did with this walk, and then I had a conflict with the walk. Uh, was, and my wife was like, "You can't do that. You've got to find another way to raise your money." And, yeah. I, and I saw there was a hundred mile bike ride in ten weeks. And a good friend of mine. I'll do that. Well, a good friend of mine who was an athlete was sort of like, there's no way you can do that. 
And well, that's, that's it. Gauntlet no. thrown. Oh, and I was like, red flag, bull. Here <sighs> I go. You I, and I are very similar in that. If you throw a challenge at me, I am really, I can't do, don't tell me I can't do that something. Was exactly, I, hadn't been, <laughs> I hadn't been on a bike in 26 years. I, I was, can do this. I was 30 pounds heavier than I am now. I went out. Well, you can't ride like that forever and continue holding that weight. So I trained and I got some help, like sort of ideas of miles to get it done. I rode in 10 weeks, did my 100 miles. And and so, and it's then become a thing. I'm I'm like, my wife describes me as the, the most annoying thing is I'm like the reform smoker. You know, I'm now, I'm like, I'm, you know, I like to exercise and do my biking and, uh, I've got friends. Uh, I live in Nashville um, a lot of the year and, and here some of the year. Well, that and is not terrible. No, I've got a lot of friends down there. <laughs> I like, love like, Nashville. Yeah, it's a great city. It's fun. Lots of good music. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, so I've got friends I ride with. It's nice. You get out in the country, get fresh air. And, um, you know, it, that's that's the story. And you've got a community. That was actually from one of our listeners, Colleen, had asked, because I, I posted the question. I wanted to know if you were going to interview someone that was riding their bike for 200 miles for a charity, what would you ask? One of our listeners, Lisa, said, uh, besides how sore is your rear end going to be, <laughs> um, is she had asked such a great question. And now what do you think about when you're riding? Well, and, and that's a really good question. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm on my own and I'm Because it's the country, a long time. Yes, yeah, a long time. The good thing about the Pan Mass, if it's like other charity rides, is there's a lot of riders. Right. So you do spend some time just with other riders. You chit-chat. You get to know people, particularly if you're riding at the same pace and just keeping in a group. Um, but if you're on your own, sometimes you're alone with your thoughts um, Which is not necessarily an easy thing to do. And I think we got a taste of it a little during COVID. Yes. And I think a lot of people either exceeded, excelled, or people fell behind. I feel like it was such a diverse disconnect there. Well, I, you know, you, one, well, now on the, this ride, I'm not allowed to have my speaker. Right. I normally have a little speaker put to my... So you've got no entertainment. No entertainment. So I've got to entertain myself. You, your um, thoughts. And and so normally I have a little speaker, which is on my um, handlebars, and I have my phone, and I play my uh, playlists or whatever, keep myself motivated. Um, but I think there'll be a lot of people watching. I think the Cape, um, you know, there's it's well known for people standing oh, on yeah. the street and cheering. So that's going to give you some Good motivation. or bad, yeah, we're, we're all about it. Well, and that, <laughs> and that to me is going to be motivating. Um, and then, you know, you know, one of the weirdest things, um, uh, uh, there's maybe way more information than Connie wanted in her question. I was riding a 100-mile ride in Florida. For some reason, it always ends up being about 103 miles like the guy couldn't add up. And I'm riding the last... Like two miles, and I really it's a Falmouth Road race. That's well, why I laugh. So yeah. I appreciate that. And, Continue. Uh, <laughs> and I was riding with my daughter, the diabetic. She rode yeah. hundred with me, and 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 I'm riding along. And I was at, I'm 57 now, so I was about 54, which was the age my dad was when he had a heart attack, and and sort of like that's surreal. And and you're sort of like going, okay, so I'm doing this, and it's hard, and I'm tired, and as Connie points out, my rear end is definitely thinking, what the heck have you done to me? Um, but the, you know, you, you're kind of going, okay, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm doing something good. You know, I, I think I've raised over $130,000 for charity over the last nine years. Amazing. And, and, um, 
And so you feel like you're doing something good. You're doing something good for you. Yeah. And um, but I mean, 200 miles is very ambitious for well, one solar person. But I've been I've been training. Yeah. I, mean, I rode I re- rode. 580 miles in July. I, every every day I had a plan. How many wardrobe changes did you go through? Uh, like, uh, you have to be like, nope, never again with this, or uh, nope, never again. My teammates in Nashville will tell you I am not very sartorial in my uh, approach to bike riding. <laughs> the good thing about the Panmas is they send you a shirt, they send you socks. So all I've got is black, black bike shorts. Uh, Even I can't mess that one up. Right. Um, is it gel seed? Is it seed, like oh, gel in your pants? Oh, is it on your seed? It's all of the above. I have four children. <laughs> all I can tell you is my two daughters, if ever I want to freak them out, they are like, I get in off a bike ride. I'm sweaty. I've got lycra. Right. In, in England. You're like, hey, it's your dad. Yeah. And, and all I do is unzip and just sort of like do my Austin Powers. <laughs> and, and they're just like, dad. They no, run no. screaming. Yeah. In England, they're called mammals. Okay. Middle-aged men in lycra. Okay. I really, I need to write that down. <laughs> and, and, and it's quite a well-known because there's a lot of cyclists over there. And, and, and so, yeah, my friend from England put me a post it. and said, you're a mammal now, officially. Uh, you're so, in the club. There is no good way for a middle-aged man to look good in bike gear. No good way. And and you just have to suck it up. And the good news is all the clothes are designed to sweat through and and, and, and not chafe. Yeah, right. No more details than required. Thank you. And... um, but you know, you do you do what you do. You go on and and uh, I mean, I'm, I know what I'm going to do after day one. Yeah, I'm going to take off my kit. I'm going to shower and I'm going to wash that stuff and be ready for the morning. See, um, that's it. Prepared. Prepared. Um, and you know, you 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 look like a Wally, as we would say in England. There's no <gasps> which way means re- what. Just substitute anything that you, you know, a Wally inappropriate. Excellent. And, um, and uh, you know, you just got to get over it. I absolutely love it. Where can people donate? Where can people follow you? Well, actually, so what, if you go to pmc.org, it's a great website. Yeah. There's, um, I mean, it says that the goal there for the ride, I think there's 5,000 riders. Amazing. Not all doing 200, but they're right. doing different rides. Um, the goal is 52 million to raise. I think they're sitting at 35 right now, which is normal in the last week. You do yeah. a lot of raising. Uh, and go and donate to your favorite rider. If you want to look me up, uh, it'll co- uh, the good news, if you donate to me, Simon Bexon, that's B-E-X-O-N. There's no other Simons out there, so it's all good. Um, I match every dollar donated to me with 25 cents of my own. I love it. So if I raise $20,000, I'm putting in five of my own. Um, and so feel free. It's not about me as far as I'm concerned. It's about about raising money for curing cancer, the Jimmy Fund, Dana-Farber. Those are blue-chip New England um, charities. And much needed. Yeah, I mean... They do amazing work. They do amazing work. I mean, I'm doing rides later in the year for diabetes research, and I'm doing one um, for multiple sclerosis. My mom has multiple sclerosis. Well, I mean, you're in great shape, so you might as well use it for good at this point in time. I mean, you're... You know... (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, no, no, you you joke, and and it's... it's, you're, you're right, and and I got to tell you, fundraising's hard money. Anybody's yes. ever done it? Yeah, it's you know you you um, it's it, you have to put your heart and soul into it. Yeah, and you're constant, and, I, and 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 sometimes you like at the beginning of the year, like, am I going to do this again? And at the end of the day, you know, you 
I believe that if you're, you can't sit on the sidelines on everything. You've right. got to put yourself out there and try and make a difference in, in whatever it is. And people do it in different ways, whatever their church, their different things that they do. Well, that's it. I feel like somebody has to be personally affected by something to get that wheel turning. And then sometimes we get complacent once the wheel is turning and then people forget about the need that is there. Yeah, it's, And so it's, maybe, you know, it was important to you a long time ago and you forgot about it or got away from it or got busy in your life. Well, Come the, back. Well, and the, and the challenge is, it's like for everybody, right? You've got causes. You've got mm -hmm. your kids at school. You've got fundraisers here, there and everywhere. And there's so many good causes. Yeah. And um, so you can you can just put yourself. And that's why I did the Pan Mass, really, because it was so outrageous. Yeah as a ride yeah uh, that i was like okay if somebody's ever gonna i don't need a team i'll do it myself well and, <laughs> but it was it was like if anybody's ever gonna donate they're gonna do it for this because right. it's so crazy so um no I, it's fun it's a lot of fun and uh, and you know what the people you ride with um they're good people you, yeah nobody's going you know i mean this sounds really terrible i can't say this on the radio can you, you? can say anything but on you, the radio well, well well yeah but i don't want to get sued by no we're FCC. podcasting we're oh, okay. good we're not well, okay well, you, you don't get a lot of um not very nice people putting themselves out to ride 100 miles to raise money for charity you right. just don't right so you are with a lot of good people a lot of positive people encouraging I mean, I've met people training up and down the Cape. Well, that's a, that's another thing. How long did you train for? This one's from Michelle Davis. Thanks so much for checking in. Uh, well, I, uh, that's great. Or question. is it a never stopping thing for you? Or is it like, do you get more aggressive before? Well, winter is yeah. the hard time. So I have an indoor trainer, which I'm on for like four days a week for 45 minutes. And that's just because at the ripe old age of 57, if I don't You're amazing. keep going, if I don't keep going, getting started again. You use spring, it or you lose it, people. That's yeah. what happens happens that is the truth mm -hmm. and so then when i start out in march because down in nashville it gets a bit warmer a bit quicker so i can start march and april riding 30 miles on a saturday still doing my indoor then i get up to 50 and then for this ride um i've been training for the last two months riding like five days a week it's incredible and in the heat and the cold like you've had we've early. had all kinds of very bizarre weather yeah though. the worst thing is when you get caught out in the rain and you know it gets a little yeah what do you do like you're halfway through a ride what you, do you, you do you're right and, 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 <laughs> just go you just try and avoid slipping on the road and and those if it gets really rainy you got to stop pull over because it's just too dangerous yeah and that's exactly what a lot of people need to hear especially a lot of bikers on the cape we have a lot of foreign people we have a lot of traffic we have a lot of people not paying attention i would be terrified well, to ride on cape roads honestly no I'm, and that's a good point i was gonna ask please, you if i could talk about yeah that please do because i think a lot of people need to hear this while this race is going on especially yeah and if you, you know, just kind of park it in the back of your brain and remind people on facebook remind people on social slow the hell down for this race well and not only for this race, i i been doing my training and sort of go out and did a couple of weeks ago 70 miles on a saturday 50 on a sunday 80 on a saturday the next week I'm riding his these, bike not yeah, driving 70 yeah, miles an yeah, hour on six yeah 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 and and you go and and it's it's look 98 percent of people are considerate and kind and nice whenever i go out there's always one mm -hmm. and and it's just 
and, and look, I am like the reform smoker here. I used to be, I, you know, people. Like, I was that jerk then, but I'm not now, so I'm better. Bit, a little bit. There's truth in that. that you, That's that, everybody, though. It doesn't affect you till it affects you. And, and you're absolutely right. And so there's people who are just impatient, and, and I get yelled at largely by people in trucks who are like, get on the sidewalk. Well, the clue people in the name sidewalk is the word walk. Mm -hmm. It's not for bikes. Correct. It's for walkers. It's illegal for me to ride on the sidewalk. And people don't realize if you're in a bigger truck or worse still, like a landscaper or somebody towing a boat, mm -hmm. the size, the wind, and the speed you're going, it makes you, it, you, if you come close, it makes you wobble. The other thing people don't realize on bikes you know, you see potholes, you see grills, you see all kinds of different debris in the road. And even if you shouldn't, you automatically It's your swerve. instinct. Yeah, to swerve and it's miss It's what it. we do, whether uh, it's a squirrel, whether it's a child, a ball, a thing. Exactly. It's your instinct. You just move away from it. So this guy, I mean, this guy a couple of weeks ago, blares his horn, gets mad, goes past me, and then I catch him up at the traffic lights. I mean... Yeah, right. I, 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 thank God you got past me, bro. I was Where like, are you I, going? He's like, you shouldn't be on the road. And I'm like, you know, it's just a little bit live and let live. Yeah. Bikes have as much right to be on the road. Yeah. You Look, not all bikers... They do bad things sometimes, go through red lights, you know. Uh, That's I, life and people. This yeah, happens yeah. no matter what vehicle you're on or in. Yeah, but if you are stuck, one, I will just tell you, honking your horn does not help. It just scares the <laughs> crap. And then I'm just like, then I'm right. tense. Then I'm like, Deer in headlights, now yeah. I'm crashing. And um, honking your horn doesn't help. Um, being patient. Um, you know, the, the trouble with the Cape, you're right, it's narrow. There's a lot of double yellow mm -hmm. lines. And that doesn't mean that it's okay just to pass with six inches between I know. you and squish in. You know, you're supposed to wait. And um, But anyway. You get that blowback for bikers. So that's just one of those things where I get very nervous when we have so many bikers on yeah. the road. Well, the and then you get your impatient jerk that's vacationing that wants to get their fried clams and you're in their way. And, so you and, need to get – like there's always those and, and I want to remind. To be honest – um, most vacationers, I think, are okay because yeah. they're on vacation. Right, true. It's the guys trying to get to work. And look, I sympathize. Yeah. I, I ride on the canal on the bike path. Uh, I try and Which go on. Which is such a nice thing we it have. Is, it is. And I love going. And I use the service road on six going because that's where I get my hill training yeah. in. And there's, very, there's not many cars on that unless six is completely messed up. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes a little crazy. Um, and gen you have to ride on 6A. And people say, well, it's narrow, but there's nowhere else. I mean, right. the Cape gets narrow when there's only a couple of roads. So That's it. Uh, it's just, you know, be kind, be patient. Um, and at the end of the day, is it is two minutes going to kill you? That's it. It's, it's going to kill someone else. Well, and yeah, that's what it that's is. The, I mean, that's the challenge. Mm -hmm. And, and um, I've only ever been in one accident. And, and the motorists were like knocking on all the yeah, wooden yeah, yeah, things yeah. I see. And, and the motorists were really kind. People stopped and helped me. And, and it was actually when I got caught in the rain and I slid on a um, a um, pedestrian crossing. In yeah, the they're super yellow. slippery. I know. I didn't realize until I was. I've run road races and slid like that on sneakers. So, yeah, so that's scary on a bike. So people, and look, as I said before, 98% of people are nice. They're considerate. They're, they're good. And, and. You know, I think in a lot of um, communities, Nashville's one. I know London, where I used to live. 
They're making more and more bike lanes. Yes. Um, they're encouraging people to ride more. Um, it's better for the environment. It's, you know, it's good for your health-wise. Um, I don't know that you'll ever get a ton of that. You've got good bike paths. You've got the shining... Um, Whatever shiny sea bike sea, path, uh, yeah. yeah, yep, all the way to uh, Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, and in, in, uh, in Falmouth, I ride down yeah. that some, um, and you know, I try to take roads that are, are less traveled. But it's just, it's just, it's um, just kindness and patience. Yeah, exactly. Not my long suits, Gary. Yeah. Will, Ga- <laughs> friend, my friend Gary will be listening to this, going patient. Really, kind. that's funny, Simon. Yeah. That was not real. <laughs> Simon, once again, where do people donate? to you or find you or follow you during this race so, can we follow you yeah that now there is a device that they give you with the pmc yeah and it's the thing that they put on your bike and it means that you can track a rider so yeah if you so go hopefully on the website, put in my name I, they should be i when i stop at a rest stop and they're about every 25 miles i'll go over some gizmo that, yeah that says he's been here right um that's what it'll do. I'm going to post on my own Facebook page. Perfect. Um, and because I don't want to stalk you, but again, I no, want to no. see and watch your progress and, and where you're going. That's also fun and for I'll everyone. I'll post photos. Um, you know, one of my faults is, and there's many, as as my wife would tell you, is that... Um, that's what wives do. Yes, they do. They're <laughs> so good at it. And, and they're not usually wrong. It's just hard no, to hear. No, exactly. It. Thank you for saying that. I haven't... No, no, it's, 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 uh, it's always nice. It's just, if, if only they could take it back. That was mm. the, the, the challenge. But that never seems to work out for me well. So the... Um, but I don't take the time sometimes. I'm so focused on riding. Right. Because sometimes I don't stop. Well, you photos. kind of have to be, to yeah. be in that mindset for that. Exactly. Stop, take some photos, enjoy it. So I'm going to try this year, particularly on the Cape leg. Yeah. Um, to take some photos, stop, and, you know, enjoy it a little bit. And sometimes when you're in that physical thing, though, you just got to get through it. So you physically can't even process that. I just, I'm getting through this right well, now. And, and, and the challenge that I have, and I'm sure I've talked to other riders, they have it too, is you get this rest stop. You stop, you get a drink, you eat salty stuff, whatever you need to do to hydrate, keep yourself going. But if you stay there too long, you, you seize up. Yeah, you you're know, done. And, and it's sort of like getting going again is then painful. So it's getting it's getting your strategy right for like I try to do a 10-minute stop, drink, drink, eat, eat, and go. Yeah. And um, maybe visit those glorious porta potties. Yeah. Um, which is part of the writing experience, you know. Um, yeah, like have you ever like prematurely like you're in a space and you just got to – you got I have to go. Oh, you really want Doesn't it like – yeah, I want this story. Well, so I That's I gotta, a story. So I was doing a 100-mile bike gotta ride go. in Death Valley, California. Ugh. They, they I've lo- just driven there fairly recently, so right. I know what so it looks like. Desert. Desolate. It's the desert. It's desolate. So you know if you're riding in the desert, it could be up to 100 degrees. 115 it was a one year, not the year I rode. And they tell you you hydrate a yeah. week in advance. You're drinking water like, you know, crazy. So I'm out riding, and it's not that hot, and I'm going pretty good, and I'm on a good clip. And I don't go in the first stop because I'm thinking, yeah, I'm good. good. I'm good. 
Well, then I'm like, I need to pee. So not good. <laughs> and, 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 you know, the trouble is with Death Valley, there's no trees. Normally on the Cape or something, if I'm on the citrus right. road, I can pull over. I'm going to spare you my Falmouth Road race story of when Stephanie had to go. Yes. And then I realized that there were uh, like a pile of people and I was underneath their deck. Not my finest moment, but the, in Death Valley, there's that's no the things like that. I, yeah, that's, right. that's, that's kind of fun. So, but I'm on this desert road, no cover, no trees, no nothing, some riders. And what I see is the next rest stop. And I'm thinking that's two miles. I got this. I'm in good. Well, the trouble is in the desert, something two miles away is actually 10. Right. And it looks shiny and oh, it's, it's so close. <laughs> all I'm going to say, there. Stephanie, is I have never run to a porta potty and enjoyed a porta potty uh, as much as that right? day. And then, but then uh, I was like, oh. like, this is where I live now. Now I can't get up. Oh, yeah. I was, um, <laughs> but that's my, you know, yes, it happens. Uh, I know serious bike riders, they just pee in their pants. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet. Yep. <laughs> not there yet. Sorry. Thank you, you guys. Simon is not there yet. We can't, We got to keep him on this clip. <laughs> not not, not there yet. So, uh, uh, yes, all the fun. You know, it is funny when you cycle with people. Um, my Nashville group, we have women and men and by the time you've cycled together for many, many miles like we have, you know all the biological jokes uh, of everything. It of doesn't course. matter, the, the girls, the guys. There's is, an oversharer. There's yes. a, there's always one in the group that you're like, oh, come on, man. I'm just uh, trying to get through this today. Uh, no, actually, it's kind of like you just joke it around and you're like, okay, that'd be... That's what you do. But, you know, that's what happens when you spend time with people in your community. And I love that the the cycling community does such amazing things with the force that they're bringing. So it's fabulous. Yeah. Uh, Definitely donate to Pan Mass Challenge, panmass.org. Yep. And then find Simon Bexon, donate to his his charities, and also follow him because he's a fun chap and he's going to be hosting the morning show with me. So hang out with us. It's Simon. It's Stephanie. You're listening to X1023.fm.